As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show Podcast, Basketball's Edition. I'm your host, Zach Harper. We got Josh Hustis. We got Jay King. Is Jay King frozen? I think Jay King is frozen from I'm the here. Celtics I'm here. practice facility. Yeah, but you've got a stupid face frozen on the screen. <laughs> there we go. Now you're, now you're good. <laughs> hey, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash NBA show. You get our latest deal on subscribing to The Athletic. It is the best and most comprehensive sports coverage you will find on the internet and well worth your money. Also, make sure you subscribe to this YouTube page, the Athletic NBA Show YouTube page. Make sure you're leaving comments and like nice comments. You know, they don't have to be too nice. Or if you're going to make fun of make it funny. You know, I don't mind. I don't mind you roasting us. Just make it funny uh, and like everything and pass it on to all your friends and all, all that good stuff. Make sure on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, you leave a five-star review. There, you can say anything about us. Don't care. Just make it five stars. That's that's the deal with this. Uh, all right, guys. The in-season tournament is officially in the books. The Lakers win. The Pacers lose. The Zion thing was upsetting. Uh, we can get into all that. But, uh, Josh, what were your initial thoughts as we wrapped up the first in-season tournament, uh, what were your favorite parts? Like, what, what did, what, how much do you think this sticks on a scale of like one to ten? I, I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. I think it went much better than I thought it would. I think people cared a lot more than I thought they would. Yeah. Um, I thought. Wait, it was can just you can you weird. can you talk like let's break that down like as a as a player yeah. mm-hmm. and those. You know, the I think there's excitement when the season first starts. Yeah, and then you know it's a long season. Like <laughs> it's right. a long like maybe not in November you're starting to feel that so much. Like I think that's more of like a late December January thing, right? With the mm-hmm. dog days of the season, but um, but it it does seem like there's more juice in the in the first month and a half of the season than we've seen before. For sure, and I was worried because. I remember talking at the beginning, like, and we saw it with, with Brandon Ingram and Zion, like $500,000 to a lot of these guys is just, what did D'Angelo say? He said, that's going to pay for his like next two, two vacations. Summers. 
yeah, two summer right. vacations. <laughs> uh, so I didn't. I was worried that people wouldn't care because that's that's you know joke money. It's mm-hmm. screwed up to say, but it's joke money to some of these guys. So I wasn't sure how much they would actually care, but it seemed like they actually did. And I think the tone was set by guys like LeBron and KD talking positively about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Silver sat him down and was like, guys, got to get on board. Need please. This, yeah. We need you to do this for us, please. Uh, but it worked, man. People were excited about it. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised with that. Uh, I think it's here to stay as far as I'm Look- concerned. Let me let me ask you another question because this was brought up. I was doing NBA radio with Eddie Johnson on uh, I don't know Friday, and um, and he brought he brought this point which I hadn't considered, which I thought was pretty brilliant, where he said, "Look, LeBron is going all out with this tournament, right? He's going all out. They kill the Pelicans, like he's going all out. He gets all these guys an extra five hundred thousand dollars, right? Yep." Now for the rest of the season, as he is trying to will them into being title contenders and win another title for him, he has this ultimate kind of like, I just got you paid half a million dollars. Like you are going to like everyone's going to buy in to whatever is being asked of them a lot more than maybe previously. And I it's it's an angle I hadn't considered. And I don't think that's going to be everyone across the board. I think guys are still going to be themselves in most of these situations but it is like kind of a a brilliant incentive for if you're the leader of the team and you will this team to to win this prize money mm-hmm. you know and, and of course of sweet medals um that that's like that is kind of a motivating factor for leadership the rest of the season and it's not the same as a playoff game obviously but for the pacers like that's the best simulation for playoff basketball that they're going to get from yeah. the standpoint of every possession matters, every detail matters. You have to know that like you have to defend at a totally different level against the top teams than you they have normally. And so the, that experience for them was great for a team that hasn't been in the playoffs, that hasn't experienced a lot of that together, like going through Boston, going through, going up against LA, going up against Milwaukee, like that, that that's great experience for for that team for Halliburton. Never mind the exposure that they get from it, but it's like you're not going to be able to simulate the playoffs in that way in a regular season game. You're just right. not. Right. What do we think? Uh, what will we change? Well, well, first, actually, before that, I got we got to talk about two things. Uh, one, the D'Angelo Russell Bruce Brown trash talk. <laughs> is just so funny. It's Jokic great. isn't around for you now. It's different. It's like you have LeBron and AD. Yeah. You had like 13 points on 15 shots or whatever. And he was good. Don't get me wrong. He was good in the game, but he didn't like shoot well. My other thing too was he came out earlier in the season and openly acknowledged. He said, I want to be Derek White because basically the the Nuggets played him off the court in the playoffs and he decided that he needed to change his entire playing style. And he hasn't right. really, but that's beside the point. He's, the been, point no, is, he's been better. He's the been point better is he's acknowledged that he was not nearly good enough against Bruce Brown's team while Bruce Brown's team won the title. Yeah. And now he's like, yeah, but you had Jokic next to you after I scoring lo- I lo- 13 points on 15 shots. It's my favorite amount of self-awareness since... 
Reggie Miller was giving Mark Jackson sayings on ESPN the other night. Not like <laughs> like him doing the catchphrases of Mark Jackson, a fired employee of ESPN. I know it's maybe his guy, or maybe he doesn't like Mark Jackson. I don't know. But former teammate, like it's that that's the kind of self-awareness that I love. Is D'Angelo Russell just like, yeah, you don't have Jokic now. It's different. It's like it's not different for you. <laughs> you still have your two superstars to play off of. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Well, he, he was playing great when he was in Minnesota without him, though. Great? (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing is this like faux, we're going to make this a kid-friendly environment. We're going to like, oh, kids, why don't don't we have some kids come on stage and they're going to pass out medals. They're going to pass out the, the NBA Cup medals to these players. And they do it. And then like they're fucking kids around Anthony Davis and LeBron James and D'Angelo Russell and all these guys. And so they're like saying hi to them and like getting autographs and their shirts signed and everything. And then Adam Silver's like, kids, we have something to do here. Like get off the stage. (laughs) That is one of, that's the greatest moment. Like number one is this for Adam Silver. Number two is the, is the Donald Sterling thing. Like this is the greatest moment. This is when he became commissioner is when he shooed some kids away that he brought into the mix for this whole celebration. That was my favorite part of the tournament. That and I love the tournament. I and was all I, in. <laughs> That's the layer that, that made it so great is that they brought the kids on to basically to, to use them to make it more like friendly. 100%. 100%. And, and to give, it, give off the image that they're like a, a family-friendly league. And then he's like, all right, enough from you little yeah, assholes. Get out of here. Yeah, we got, we got <laughs> pictures to take. Fuck off the court. Go find your parents. For a second, I thought they were like like family members of all these players. Until Adams was like, get the fuck off my court. Like, <laughs> you don't belong here. This is Vegas. Go to Circus Circus. What are you doing here? All I could think is he told them before, like, do not ask for autographs. Do not linger. Yeah. But what are you going to tell you to tell a bunch kid. of kids that they it's can't talk to LeBron, LeBron James? James. He's yeah. right there. He's just like, don't say anything to him, though. Just get out of here. Yeah, just keep get out of moving. Here. Give him his medal. Get out of here. You're there for the <laughs> photos, you little dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> he turned into Buzz from home, from home Alone all of a sudden, just like talking <laughs> shit to these kids. Uh, all right. What is the one thing you want changed for the next go around, Jay? Uh,. So to me, the biggest issue with the way it is right now, and there are some, some other things I would like to change. And the biggest thing to me was you have to play the last games of group stage all at the same time. Yep. If point differential is a thing, you cannot have one team be playing the last day, knowing exactly what they need, what score they need Mm -hmm. while another team is at home and they don't have that knowledge. They don't have that. That that extra layer of preparation. So like you're, you're magic, treating this like final the bit magic of the season. Had a 22 point lead in point differential, and the Celtics had one game left, and the Celtics were like, "Oh, let's just win by at least 23." And the Magic never got that gift. So yeah, but you still have to. That win was by messed 20, up. To me. Like 23 is a lot of points. I know the Celtics a- have agreed, done that regularly, but, but maybe but. the Magic, maybe if the Magic have another game against like, I don't know, the Nets or something, then they would have won by more than the eight or whatever they beat the Nets by earlier in the tournament. I don't know. Sure. I don't even know if that 
you know yeah, i think that it's motivation to hit that next gear right yeah like right so yeah i i guess so yeah i so you're treating this like it's the scoring title at the end of the season like everyone's playing on the last day pretty much at the same time you have two sets of games yeah and like everyone plays same day yeah yeah everyone right. plays the same night that would be um, my, at least the last game yeah josh what what do you think i mean similar i think that i personally think that you do all the seeding games in a row like over the I course agree. of yes. a couple weeks because yeah. i don't think it's fair to put some teams have back-to-backs some teams have more rest i think it screws with availability for the mm-hmm. better players coming off back-to-backs you're not going to get teams best you're going to get one team that you know has a couple of days rest going into their in-season, in-season tournament game versus another team who's coming off a back-to-back or a long road trip or whatever the case may be and i think that kind of screws with the playing field a little bit mm. it's not quite even that would be what i would do is just be like hey let's just carve out two weeks at the end of november and we're just going to play all these games. The yeah. only games that are going to be on TV are in-season tournament games. That's it. Yeah. I, I, right? agree. I, think, I, I, think I think that's the way to do it. I also think that's the the best way to market this thing. Yeah. Right, because like, people, how I, do you know, other than the courts, how do you know what you're watching? Exactly. But it's an it, in-season tournament game. And granted, it was and, the and first And it was confusing, one. too. Like, I cover a team, and I didn't always know, like, until the day before or whatever that it was going to be an in-season tournament it's not like i knew like it's I mean, it's it confusing to know which games are are the in-season tournament games when they're just on like random tuesdays and fridays mm-hmm. jay it says it right on the schedule you know uh, yeah that, but that's the, <laughs> it's it had a little, even, little trophy even on right basketball next. reference right next to it just yeah, says yeah. in-season tournament you but know? i have my uh schedule on the calendar on my phone and oh, Google it, too, Jay. Alert yeah. me that uh, Google.com, and you, <laughs> there's a little search bar, and you just say, is this an in-season tournament game? And see what comes up. That's Thank it. Direct quote. Is this an yeah. in-season tournament game? Yeah, that's all you Appreciate your advice. <laughs> no yeah, I, details. But I think, I think it's confusing. Like, if you're trying to get fans to buy into this, right? Like, I think the diehard fans, Jay King aside, know, like, okay. Right. Tomorrow, tonight, that's this yeah. is in season tournament stuff. But and this you wasn't see the courts for the diehard fans. Right, exactly. You're supposed to you're yeah. trying to bring in casual fans like, hey, this matters. Yeah. And I think because of that, having it interwoven with the regular season games is confusing and it's mm-hmm. dumb. And I get it. The whole making a schedule for the season for 30 teams is complicated. I get that. But if you want to throw this into the mix, it just needs to be the last two weeks of November and that first week of December. Yep. That's tournament time, baby, and that's it. Like those exactly. three weeks, we're gonna have two games of group play each week in the first two weeks, and then the single elimination yeah. tournament. Yep, I think that's, that's knock, the way it's got to go. That's the casual fan knock against the NBA. I feel like is that people go, "Oh, they don't play hard," right? Right? Because I don't think people, yeah. the layman, doesn't get the whole strategy, like the resting thing. I could talk about that forever, sure. Because I don't think a lot of people understand the length of the season and the wear and tear and like the just to make it clear josh is anti-rest he wants 82 straight games 82, 82 straight days yep. yeah that's yeah just, and my money this like play. la fitness yeah <laughs> but you know what i mean so like it's it's they want it to be hey 
casual fans. Look how hard we can make our players play. So let's what a, make what a it weird easier. thing to have to say though, right? Like, Isn't it weird? But because that's what people that but it's like true. casual fans don't they don't get. They look at it and they're like, oh, they're not going very hard. It's like you don't yeah. you don't get it. They played six games last week. Right. And they're thinking about April and May. I don't know. And they got but, on planes uh, yeah. and flew three exactly. hours, got in at 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah and guys, it's five-star accommodations, <sighs> okay? let's And they're paid millions. All right. And then you get the guys who are like, well, I, you know, I go, don't get to take a day off in my yeah. factory job. I play f- I play every day at 24-hour uh, <laughs> fitness. And I'm fine. I'm fine. No, you don't. You <laughs> well, just told us haven't played in two years. <laughs> We're playing a character, Jay. We're you have to do the Adam Sandler Jesus. voice. That's the only way we know that you've <laughs> entered into the it's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, tomorrow night I tear my Achilles. <laughs> I'll try to Instagram live it. You uh, all right. Instagram live it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Josh kind of took mine. So what else can we do? I don't want to do the whole court thing. We've talked about the courts. Uh, call Adam Silver Cup. said he might do it in the finals, though. Relax. Oh. Relax. He's not, he's not gonna do that in the finals. There's no need I to gar- turn I the gar- final court into a I, gimmick. No, they're gonna slap that stupid NBA finals logo on there mm-hmm. and that's it. That that's the only thing they do in the court. They're like he's just trying to tell you like I like these courts. These I are might quit. Mistake. I might quit if they make me watch the finals with those God, courts. I, I might Adam, my job. Adam, please I might become please, an insurance salesman. Please do these courts in the finals. <laughs> please. Um I <laughs> Call it the NBA Cup. Don't call it the in-season tournament. Call the whole thing the NBA Cup. NBA Cup group play, NBA Cup single elimination tournament. The whole the in-season tournament is a stupid name. And I get it. Like you kind of just have to let people know the first time, hey, it's the in-season tournament. Now that you've had it, we call it the NBA Cup final, right? Like we're it, all this stuff, it just should be branded around NBA Cup. Sell it to Gatorade, sell it to you know, DraftKings, sell it to whatever. I don't like I don't care. Like sell the but it can be whatever companies. NBA Cup. The Athletics. Sell to the Athletic. The Athletics NBA Cup. That might be confusing, but you'll find the best coverage regardless on the Athletic. Um, all right. We're going to play Jay King's favorite game that he named How Real. But first, <laughs> these messages. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. 
If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys. It's time for Jay King's favorite game, How Real. This is the game where we just rate things on a scale of 1 to 10. You know? Just how much do you believe in this? That's <laughs> We do, Dave, in the chat said we need a jaw rule drop. We do need a jaw rule drop. But the thing where, like, the music wouldn't come on at that Bucks game he was performing at, that one, that's the drop we need for this. Not not the actual song. I just want that. Uh, we have five topics, and we're going to figure out how much we believe in each one. Topic number one. They're about to meet Adam Silver, Ja Morant, to see just how serious Jaw has taken the suspension and his return to the court. But on a scale of 1 to 10, J. King, how real is it that Jaw will return, turn around the Grizzlies, who are currently 6 and 15 and 13th in the West? This is a 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. They, they are not going to be a great team this year. They just lost too much talent. Their roster is not good enough. However, they're up to quietly up to 12th in defense. Their problem has been that they just cannot score at all. Ja's going to fix some of that. He's going to allow them to get out and transition. They're, they've been a, a kind of slow team. He's a one-man fast break. He's going to help everybody get easier buckets. He's going to bring back some of their offensive rebounding because of the way that he gets into the paint, that he breaks down a defense, that he opens up the avenues for guys to get back on the glass. So they're not going to be a great team, but he's mm. going to make them – he's going to lift that offense to, to, to the place where it's at least respectable, and I think their defense will be good enough that they'll be okay. Josh, how real is this on a scale of 1 to 10? <laughs> I gave this a 4, too. Kind of the same reason. Like the pace is going to go up. Obviously, mm -hmm. Jaw, like like Jay said, one man fast break. He's going to put pressure on the rim, which is going to open up three point opportunities. They've got decent three point shooters. A couple guys that can sure that can knock them down. Right, defensively they're good, but Jaw isn't going to be the guy that they bring in that's going to like make their defense just take leaps and bounds forward or anything like that. But I I, I can't see him moving up more than maybe one or two spots because the what like the the West is just loaded and there's nobody. There's only a couple teams ahead of them that maybe they leapfrog, but I don't see mm -hmm. them make it like getting so good that all of a sudden they're in the mix for the playoffs. I, mean, I agree. The hole's too big at this point. They're not exactly. going to be able to yeah, dig themselves out of it in that West. No, and they're not I good. No, they're oh. not that far behind. 
but who do they leapfrog? Who do they? So they've got one or two positions to maybe. Move. I mean, they'll, they'll pass the Jazz. I mean, they could pass right. the Warriors. They're not like they're three maybe. and a half games behind the war. Well, we'll get to this Warriors team. Like, but after that, that where do they go? I don't. The Pelicans. Are they? I mean, we're gonna. Are we gonna expect the Pelicans to be healthy? Like they're never healthy. So you're expecting the Pelicans to be healthy? You know, Clippers maybe turned it around. Rockets still have a bunch of road games, you know, although congrats to them getting that, that road win in Denver. That's a tough first road win of the season. I just think like I'm going to put this at an eight. I wow. think they get into the play tournament. Am I saying that just because you guys went against it? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's just good podcasting. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> I don't believe it, but I'm going to put it at an eight. I do think like he solves so many of their issues. Like you guys mentioned it. Their offense sucks. Yeah, like their offense just flat out yeah. sucks. It's just and lifeless. He too. is. They have nobody who can just break you down. I think, nope. and I think, you know, it's been a while since we've seen Ja play, but that dude's fucking good. <laughs> like he's re- he's really dynamic and really good. And before they could win without him, but now that they don't have that same structure, they need him on the court. Now, I also, if you ask me, how real is it that he's going to get suspended again? I'd put that at an eight as well. Like I'm not, I'm not convinced that he has learned his, learned his lesson here, um, but uh, well, there's also like the, what about the idea that like he just leans into this more, and does like does more of this stuff that gets him suspended, because like he he probably has enough money for the rest of his life, right? Like he sells all that Nike money, his shoe just came out. What if he just really wants to lean into this? What if he goes Tupac, you know, in the sense of just like not really that guy, but decides to like have that persona. You never know. If he I wants street cred that to, him. to get I suspended know. out of, out of the league, I'm not saying he should. I would no, I'm not advising that either. Sorry, I got to do the Sandler voice if I'm doing a bit. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Like I like if he if he wants like street cred and all this to get suspended out of the league because he wanted to to do this stuff and you got the money to do it you know maybe that's where he starts his own league (laughs) yeah but joins overtime elite or some bullshit like who knows what those rules are yeah joins the big three just him and big baby out there just wrecking (laughs) would he even be good in the big three are you kidding me Do you think he, but it's the half court. It's all half court. It's all in the half court. You may, that's a good point. It's, it's all in the half year court. Obviously, obviously it would be incredible. The big three. 50, they had but Mo I don't Evans, think it's the league they for had Mo Evans dominating the league the first three years. I just. <laughs> this is an interesting. Tangent. I'm just not sure he could keep up with like Mike Beasley or whoever's in the big three in the half court. Royce White. I'm going to yeah. slap you in the mouth. <laughs> I should have used my Adam Sandler voice. (laughs) All right. Number two. On a scale of one to ten, Josh, I know where you are on this, but I'm going to ask you first anyway. Number two, scale of one to ten. The Warriors are toast. I'm going to I'm going to say six. And here's why I think. There's a couple people that I like get nervous about ever betting against. And it's oh. like, it was like Tom Brady and LeBron. I always, I'm like, I never fully count those guys out ever. Right. And Steph is another one of those guys that I never fully count out. So I, I'm not convinced it's over. 
I mean, you've got guys that can get hot. They can go on a little bit of a run here, maybe. Maybe Wiggins mm-hmm. gets hot. Clay gets hot. You know what I mean? Like, It'd be nice if Clay if Clay got mild. That would be nice. It's possible. So I'm not going to totally count him out, but is it going to happen? Probably not, but I'm not there calling it for him yet. I'm not, a, I'm not totally convinced, but so I'm going six. Jay, the Warriors are toast. Scale of one to ten. How real? I'm going eight. They're toast. They're toast. I've seen this before. I've seen this before. You've seen this before. I covered the end of the Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce era in Boston. Uh-huh. And it was like 2012. But they didn't they have anybody won- that was good at that point. 2012, they could have won a championship. 2013, they were done. It was over. And nobody nobody knew it at first. 2012, took- they could not have won a championship. They lost to LeBron. That was the year they lost to LeBron when he went nuts in game six and game seven. If he didn't touch God and totally. But he was, all- he w- he was always going to touch God. We know that now, but nobody knew no, that at the time. They 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 took a Look, three two this, lead and I went said home. This shit when the Rockets went up three two on the Warriors, they were like, "Oh well, if Chris Paul, the Rockets were always going to blow that series. What are we doing? The Warriors were always going to win those last two games because they're the Warriors. Okay, and LeBron was always going to be LeBron. That was fair. Kevin however, Garnett's half a knee left. He's however, not take them out. It happened. It what I'm trying to say is it happened super quickly from the point where they were a contender. And then they it was just done. Like mm-hmm. they they just had nothing left. And you thought that whole next year is like if they get healthy at the right time, maybe they can. Fi- they were just done. And the Warriors just feel like that to me. I I'm like Josh. I don't want to count Steph out. It's possible that he goes on an absolute tear, carries them. Clay starts making yeah. shots. Wiggins starts playing up to a level you expect out of him. But to me, it's just like this team has. It's it's past it's past when, its time. It, it's so a, when do you think they call it then? You think they call it at the trade deadline? No, no. no you think no, they no, just no. play it out? They're gonna I play think it they out. play it out. I think they're. Gonna I mean, run they, it they back. went and got Chris Paul. They're gonna run they, it back next they, year. They, they by the way, this is a, this is a ten out of ten. They're toast. They're absolutely toast. And I, like I I've given up. I'm a, I'm completely out. As good as Steph is, I believe it. Like I'm Josh. I'm with you. Like I believe in Steph over anything, pretty mm-hmm. much. But this team is not good. Like they just—they don't do championship shit. They don't have championship level players outside of Steph and, and Draymond. Wiggins has been terrible. Clay has been terrible. You know, like well, I, Looney's a championship level player, but he like he's there's only so much he can do. Steve Kerr doesn't trust his bench at all. Like he he will not trust Moody and Kaminga consistently. Mm-hmm. Like no offense to J King, but. Pachemski is not going to bring them up to that level. Sarge is not going to bring them up to that level. Like it, they just like in this in the West, in this conference. Like that's the thing. If the conference was weaker, if there were like four fewer teams, then maybe I could talk myself into it. But like Josh may end up being four teams just disappeared. Yes, (laughs) and they're and they're all the Nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) But like I like. I'm not convinced they're better than the Rockets. Like at all. I'm not convinced that they're better than than the Clippers. I'm not convinced that the that the Grizzlies can't catch them. Like I just the, the most what, troubling it, part yeah. is that they they can't succeed even with their starters on the court. That's that's when yeah. it's like 
like the guys they trusted, the guys that won championships, the guys that have accomplished all this, that's when they're really struggling to the point where people are calling for more Kaminga, calling for more Moody. It's like your problems are deeper than that if yeah. if you're wanting those guys to step into bigger roles. They're Man, not. It would be, be great for them to prove us all wrong, right? For them to go on a run yeah, and be play awesome. like what? Like, it'd be great. But like, in, maybe this isn't a fair assessment, but just watching the games against the Thunder. They've been close, and they've had a chance to win those games and maybe should have won those games, but like the Thunder have not been scared against them at all, right? And that's still the, like everybody used still, to be scared of yes, them. Yes. That, third quarter, would, that right. third quarter would happen, and they'd hit two shots in a row, and everyone shit their pants. Like They, they were inevitable. Scared. Yeah. For it was sure. And inevitable. now nobody's, like, nobody's afraid of them. Or late in the fourth quarter, they're down seven. They start coming back. Steph hits a three. Clay mm-hmm. hits a transition three, and it's like, that game is over. It didn't matter if they were mm-hmm. down four points, five points. It was over. Yeah, or like yeah. Draymond would get upset. Draymond would get mad. He'd start going crazy. And then their team would go on like a 20 to seven run, you right, know, right, and right. that doesn't happen anymore. He just goes crazy and he just goes crazy. That's it. Yeah. And, 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 and maybe, yeah. and maybe the Thunder are just like built different, but normally even a good young team like that would be terrified in those moments against the Warriors. And they, and the Thunder yeah. just like bring it. Like they weren't, they're not afraid at all of the Warriors. I don't think Warriors is. Warrior threes used to be worth five or six points. Like there's certain, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like people that talk about. It would just break your back, right? Like it would just things that are worth more than the points you put on the score. Exactly. You see that. You see him make one. Then you see Clay make one. You're like, oh shit, here it comes. Yep. Like this is the time. We just got to sit here and just take our beating. But now it's like, so what? Like, they can't we'll stop us on the other end. Right no, now. exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. so what? Like, nobody just kind of like nobody. They don't have anybody on their heels like they used to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was the I like the Warriors and the Thunder was a rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was when I was oh, there. Oh, for sure. It's, yeah. it's 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 over. It's over now. Like the Thunder, are the better team. It's changed. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, the Thunder, are the better team, and it's not really that close. Even though the no, games have been close, like I just you can tell the Thunder are just. Moving in the direction of the Warriors or not. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. All right. Topic three for how real. How real on a scale of one to ten is the statement. The Nets are the most underrated team in the East. Jay. Like uh, four. Do you know? Do you know where the Nets rank in offense? I do not off the top of my head. They're seventh. Seventh in the league. Yeah, that's crazy. They're okay. killing teams on offense. They play super small, and they're tough to guard because they can put, when Simmons isn't playing, they put all guys who can shoot out there, uh, sometimes with Claxton. But it's like it's really tough to guard all of them at once. And they have a lot of like good players. Nobody who's like phenomenal, but – and that's, is pretty that's good. probably why they're underrated. Know, Mikel Bridges is pretty phenomenal. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Um, I I mean, it, I kind of think they are just the, would you put them in the same category as like the Pacers? The Magic? No. Not the Magic. But the Pacers, yeah, similar. So that's, this is a 10. The most underrated team in the East is the Nets. They're really They're like exceptionally good. They can't defend for shit, but they are good. Like this is a good team. 
Josh, are you somewhere in between four and ten, or you just don't believe in them? I'm, I'm, I'm a, I put three. I'm wow. a three on this. You're this makes them, this proves I'm an unbeliever because I think that for me, the most underrated team in these for me is the Cavs. I, don't I like. Well, the Cavs, Cavs are underrated man, because they've played pretty poorly until the they, last. Because they played like shit for half the yeah, season. But so I think <laughs> I'm I when I've watched them, I've liked the way they play. But as far as the Nets being most underrated, I just not. I'm not. In All the, this I'm does is make my ten that. go to an eleven. See, yeah, you're a contrarian. I've, I'm not a contrarian. They're yeah, good. You are. I, wa- I watch a lot of. Nets you literally. Games. Can we bring it back? We to gotta when, rewind this podcast. When Zach old said shit. earlier, that, that was oh minutes ago. God. That was minutes ago. <laughs> he literally said the only reason he was dis- he was giving that score was because that Jay was and just I for that one. <laughs> I've been. I'm believe. I'm a ten on the last two topics now for he's no for real. Contrarian. Yeah. Oh, right. And all and all that's done is proven me correct. He just really believes the other side of our argument. That's all. For sure. Yeah, it's yeah. just weird how he always is on the other side. Let's find out in the next topic. Number four. <laughs> how real? Scale of one to ten. Josh, the Bulls are stuck with Zach Levine. By the way, they have not lost since he got injured. Which is hilarious. I I put a five because I just don't I don't like a trade could absolutely happen. I just don't uh, know where. That's the thing is figuring out like who wants who's going right? to take it. He's I, not like, a, and he's not a bad player. It's just so much money. Yeah, for a that's guy the whole, who exactly isn't what he was. Exactly. You know, and then they're going to want something that's going to help their franchise. But like, what losing team out there is going to offer up? I, I just don't. I don't but, know. Like, I think the Bulls are going to make him available, of course, but I just don't, yeah, I don't know who bites. Yeah, I don't know who bites. Been available this is a for one. two years. This is a one. He's gone. Where? He's gone. Where, Where though? Who, who I don't takes know. the trade? They may, <laughs> have they, to take, they may have to take a shitty, shitty deal. You can't but trade him to the Shanghai Sharks. No, here's why, to me, it's imperative that they get rid of him. Not, not just that they're winning without him and – no one's I, saying they I shouldn't really, get rid of him. You don't need to explain why just, it's imperative. I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, it's what. I'm Here's my thing. Them. You They're cannot keep best, both but. Zach Levine and Billy Donovan moving forward. It's very clear those guys are not on the same page. What if you don't have either of them moving forward? Just get rid of both of them. <laughs> I, I I think Levine is the first to go. There's there's just there's the attitude that they had there to begin this season. Was just pathetic. Are you and Zach Levine has been terrible. I would trade him no matter what, even course. if I couldn't get a good deal. And I don't think they'll get a good deal. Well, that's the thing is, I was going to ask like, if you're a team and you're not giving up like really anything in terms of like young players or core or anything like that, would you give up an unprotected first for Zach Levine at this point? A team that's trying to rebuild? Why would you? Jay shook his head. I know this is an audio medium, but Jay shook his head no. I, I, <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead of verbally answering. I was waiting for Josh <laughs> to speak, and then I was going to say my piece, too. We can't all speak, jump team, and say no at the same time. A team time. that's rebuilding, I don't think they gave up an, an unprotected first. And then a team yeah, that's that in the title hunt, yeah. definitely not. And it's such a big contract to move, too, right? Like That, that makes it complicated. <sighs> Yeah, and it completely changes a team. 
Like it completely changed. Like wherever he ends up, completely changes the entire dynamic. Like, of the or, team. like who would the Lakers t- do it? No, no. For D'Angelo Russell and something. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I don't think because I like you know me. I'm not the biggest D'Lo guy, but I'd rather like the short half a contract of. I mean, it's literally half the contract that Levine's getting right now, right? Money wise and length of the of the contract, like you just I don't know what flexibility they have moving forward, but you don't you definitely don't have any with Levine on the roster. Now you're getting to like second apron shit and everything. Like you have to be convinced. She's like this just all caps in the chat. Please tell me a team. What team would do? This? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, all right, let's throw a team out. Like Orlando. Uh... No, no. Why would you blow up what they got going on right now? Hell no. What if it just takes like Gary Harris in a first? No, because why? Why blow up what they've got going on? Yeah, Um, and he's a guy. He's going to be ball dominant enough that he's going to totally change you. Yeah, and you can't take that risk on him if Mm -hmm. you're a legitimate young team. What about like a a New York? No, they're too good. I think. You think, I think that, I, you think even New York is too good, but you put out you threw out the magic. We're like, well, because the, ma- because the magic, the magic, like struggle. No, because the magic <laughs> struggle. Conundrum here. The magic struggle offensively still a little bit, right? So, like, I'm trying to think, like, all right, score fit. They have open guard spots in the rotation. Um, the Knicks don't struggle offensively, yeah. and they don't. You know, they like, it, geez, like you cannot have Julius Randle and Zach Levine on the same team. That would be like electric. So, honestly. all right, is Toronto like <laughs> Toronto? No, no way. Toronto wants to do it because they're they're nearing the end of this iteration with some free agents, some guys they got to make decisions on. Why would you take on that contract and what just about, just set yourself back for the beginning of the Scotty Barnes era? Let's get weird. What about the Warriors? I literally now maybe the Warriors would. I literally we literally Chris just Paul talked for about how you said that they were just gonna run it back. Like Yeah, I I believe that, but like because I who? I don't I don't think they could I just I don't think they're gonna let Clay go anywhere. Clay is an untouchable warrior. Clay will retire as yeah. a warrior. It's more than just his ability. And them. would you like would Jesus, would you like move Wiggins in a deal for Zach Levine? Maybe, but then what do you got? You've got Zach Levine, Steph, and Chris Paul. And the ghost, and the ghost of Clay Thompson. And the ghost of Clay Thompson all on the same. And you got to get Pachemski minutes for for J. King. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> There's the analysis right there. All right, let's move on to the next Very one. Very on brand. I, I, think it's, I think it's a I think it's a nine. I don't think a deal happens before the trade deadline. Now, I also am on record of saying I didn't think that James Harden was going to get traded to the Clippers this year. I thought they were going to trade him somewhere else. And then that, like a week later, he got traded. So what do I know? But I, I just, I don't see an easy trade here. I just feel like they have to trade him. All right. Last topic of how real the magic and the thunder will make round two of the NBA playoffs. J. King, how real? This is nine. Nine. That both? Both. Nine. Wow. Both. Nine. Yeah. The uh the Thunder are they're gonna win the first round. 
The thunder, I, I'm not worried about. Like that's. I'm ready. But <laughs> the magic, the magic. I I think they win one too. They're really good. Their defense is awesome. I and I think honestly, like Boncaro and Wagner are going to be like those are playoff no, guys. No, 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 no. Hold on. No, we're, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw teams at you. First round matchups, and you yeah. gotta tell me if they're gonna beat them. Okay. If you're putting this on a nine. I went pre-contrarian here, by the way. But no, you're going full contrarian. I'm ready. You're going full contrarian. Let's hear the right. East. The Knicks. Seven game series. They would beat them. They yeah, would beat the Knicks. They beat the Knicks. I don't know. They would beat the, the Pacers. Nets, the most underrated team. They would they beat would the, the Nets. I don't know. It's a tough matchup. The Heat. I think you lose me there. They're not beating the Heat. Yeah, I couldn't hear the Jack Hawks. on this one. Uh, he's he's frozen on my side. Who did he say? He said he said the Heat. They're not beating the Heat. No, exactly, They're not beating the Heat. Jay it depends on it back. depends on matchup I, for them. I love that now Josh has to relay what's happening to Jay. Uh, the Hawks. Middle man. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawks. This is Josh is a true glue guy right here. I can this hear is teamwork. They would beat the, the Hawks. Hawks. They beat the Hawks. Yep. Pacers. They would beat the Pacers. Yeah. They would beat the Pacers. I don't in a know series? Yeah. I don't in know. a series? I think they would beat them. Yeah, but playoff defense. If you get a seven-game series to really dial in on somebody defensively, I think that. The Cavs. Cavs would be a disgusting that would be a, series. That would, that would be a hideous series, and I don't know who would win. I don't know who wins that Strong one. Strong take. But I'm saying there's a lot of teams that they could be. It depends on the matchup, who they get in the Jay's first right. round. But the Magic would, are a formidable squad. Dave's right. That's an NBA TVS series right there. That is. <laughs> it would be gross, is, man. We go now to Roe Parish. <laughs> you know what? Jalen Suggs versus Donovan Mitchell. Stop. All right. That's I'm it. into That's going to do it, it for this edition of Basket Buds. I'm, I'm, I'm not breaking down Jalen Suggs <laughs> versus Donovan Mitchell in fucking December, okay? We're Will not doing Wagner that. Wagner versus Jared Allen? That shit would be electric. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, all right. Make sure you subscribe to all things you guys. Subscribe to subscribe to The Bounce. Free newsletter from The Athletic every morning in your inbox from yours truly and Shams Charania. For Josh Hustis, for J. King, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on The Athletic. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.